we here. We back with another Man. Blackfoot show. Yes, I. With my name, the remarkable one, yeah, and yeah. the infamous as Perez in the building. Indeed. Uh, you can catch us on Spotify. You can catch Fui on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can catch Fui on Instagram, mm-hmm. and you can catch Fui on where you need to catch Fui. Just type in the Black Fort Show. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Right. So yeah, we are two middle-aged men. We're not experts at anything, but we're experts at talking whatever we want to talk about. <laughs> All right. I like so, that. What's 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 on the agenda today? Yes. So recently there was a report that was released mm-hmm. um, about the UK not being institutionally racist. <laughs> Woo! Absolutely. This, this country is amazing. We don't have racism in this country. I think there's a lot of black people out there that are complaining of nothing. They should get a grip. Yeah. And move. Just get a, just put, put it together, mate. Come on, mate. That's what I'm Not I mean, governor. It's that simple. But yeah, um, so obviously this this um report that was put together by the conservatives um headed by tony sewell or sewell mm-hmm. who is um he famously said two years ago that um he sees no signs of institutional racism in britain um and they thought oh this is a good idea would make him head this review of a bunch of other coconuts <laughs> and just to make it seem balanced We'll add a, a white person to the mix as well. Um, so totally disregarding the David Lambert review that came out, um, I would say about, I think it was came after, out after the, um, the Mark Duggan um, incident and the, the, the rights that we had in the UK. So I don't want to say rights, that's a disrespect to it. It was an uprising from the people that um, happened I think it was over 10 years ago now. Wow, time yes. Um so, so this review's now come out of, and this has probably come out in light of the Black Lives Matter marches that happened last year. Um and yeah, they said that Britain, rather than having institutional racism, has more of a there's more of an impact from um, poverty lines, um, classism, geographical issues that affect somebody's um, place within the work, uh, their their space within the workplace in terms of um, promotion and maybe bullying and that kind of thing that may go on in the workplace. Those factors are more of a thing than it being institutional racism. Um, despite the fact that over the last 10 years we've had police commissioners tell us that there's institutional racism within the police force we've had people from the army come out and say there's institutional racism within the army people in healthcare have said the same thing about the nhs um you know um we've 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 heard about institutional racism for some time now um and i feel like this report or this review 
has kind of just I don't know if they've tried to brush it under the carpet because I think they've they've actually had the reverse effect because now people are talking about it and saying what a lot of bollocks um, surely you can see or, or, or hear the complaints over the years and know that actually these things are happening within um, the systems within this country um, so that that is a a, a, a wide summary of um, what's happened this week with this review. So, Marcos, yes, what is your thoughts on what you've heard about the review? Have you had a chance to look at any of the pages for it? No, I haven't. I haven't had a chance to look at any of the pages. Um, I think that when I see things like that, in my mind, I'm just kind of like. It just makes me sad. Mm. But at the same time, I, I I don't have any expectations for anything that is done by the conservative um, uh, team to be fair and just. Um, mm. <clears throat> and I think that's indicative of the times. Like mm-hmm. the way that racism operates is very, very clever, conniving, and sneaky. Mm. So I could run that same report and potentially I'd come up with the same results. Because mm. how do you prove it? Yeah, if but I, I don't if if I don't like you and I think mm. you're a nignog, yeah. I don't have to come out and say, Oi, you're all right, nignog you are oh dear he's racist and mm. it's it's obvious so that could yeah. be okay point number one of racism mm. no racism is so covert and undercover that mm. it's neon impossible to get the culprits to be able to document how they do it and it might just be a, a lost job opportunity mm. it might be a particular phrase used in um, a newspaper. It might be not shedding light on, for example, a missing person who's black um, over someone who's white. Like that even happened recently in the news where yeah. they're still putting money into finding Madeline McCann. Mm. But there's loads of black people, even white people, to be honest, that's going missing and not getting the same amount of attention. Yeah. So, how do you prove that that's race and not just? It just happens to be. Do you, mm. do you see what I mean? So I think so I th- clever. Mm, I think what's happened in the UK over the last twenty-five years is that, um, and I, and I, and I, I will probably say if I noticed it. I noticed the change after Stephen Lawrence's passing, after he was killed, um, whereby racism, um, because of all these. Um, these initiatives that we have in the world has kind of gone underground. Um, so I, I never believed it disappeared. I feel it just hid itself. You know, um, we've had kick it out in football. So it's not like all the football fans decided, okay, we're no longer racist. They just kept their mouth shut or they kind of just stopped going to the games. You know, you've had um, um, other initiatives in other sports or in other mediums where you know, they try to promote um, more for more um, 
uh, like for example, BBC do a lot of programs where what you see on TV reflects what is happening in, in society. Mm. Um, so you have more brown and black, more females on television than we had, say, um, 25 plus years ago. Um, you know, um, so there's all these initiatives going on and they were, they were put in place for a reason because actually there was hardly any black faces on TV. Actually, there was hardly any women in senior roles on TV. Um, so, you know, you, you, these things were put in place for that reason. So to turn around and say, well, actually, there's no uh, institutional racism is, not, is no longer there or, or doesn't exist. It's just, um, it's, I find it, I found it undermining. Um, I'm very disappointed. Um, I'm not disappointed that the Conservative government um, were, the, were the ones to come up with that type of report. You know, I just... I just have to listen to some of the stuff that Sean Bailey says and a couple of the other black MPs within that party and they're just not in touch with um, the black experience in the UK. Um, but as a white person, you're just seeing a black person saying these things and you're probably thinking, well, well, he knows he knows because he's from them. He That's his, that's his people. So he's talking for his people. Um, but, you know, I think, I think, um, I think you could only do that with the black race because you can't find a white person that speaks for all white people. Mm. So why why are we kind of allowed to have one person that speaks for us? That's ridiculous. You know, there's more black people in the world than there is um, white people. More people of colour in this world than white people. So why would we why would we only have one voice um, or one particular? type of way of doing things that's just that's absolutely just, that's just the way it is like you can only have one comedian at the top at a time but back in the day yeah, you yeah. only Henry you can only have one actor but back in the day it was um, what's the guy from Top Top Boy Ashley Walker. oh yeah yeah Ashley Walker. Yeah. yeah you can only have that so only one per entry please if you don't mind thank you um, yeah. which is a sad, just a sad state of affairs. But mm. what, it's, what can you do? Like, it's just, it's just weird. It's just weird times. Those mm. so strange times. It's, yeah, seeing reports like that, it, it's, it's not shocking, but it's disheartening. And you think, but you gotta think. Mm, go on, sir. But you gotta think in the last. In the last five years, the amount of racial abuse that you see on Instagram, Twitter, and these people are allowed to get away with it as well. It's not like they just, like, I mean, there was one person that racially abused Ian Wright and that made the news um, because the person later apologized. But this this is the kind of thing that black celebrities have to face all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the points that um, um, the report was trying to make out was that, um, individuals have races but doesn't mean the institution that they work for is racist whereas my thing is if i'm head of police or if i'm head of a a massive organization and i'm a racist i'm not going to walk in the door and put my racist hat off and leave the outside in the car and then you know work in my everyday working space and i'm just normal john and all my views against the people that I don't particularly like are left behind and then as soon as I walk back into my car I can go back to being racist John again 
Like you're you're going you're just concealing your racism. And I think what's happened is the UK has become an overt racist country, whereas before, sorry, a covert racist country, whereas before it was very much overt. And I and I can you see any ends to that? Um, I think the conversations that are happening and the marches that happened last year is a good start. I think um, the reason I say that is because people are having the conversations. Mm. Some people are forced to confront these issues, whether they like it or not. I think um, this result of this uh, review puts us a, a massive step back because it now means that people that didn't really want to have those uncomfortable questions have now got a lifeline to say, well, I don't need to have this conversation because this country is not institutional racist. So they could now turn around and say, you're the one with the problem. And it goes back to, you're, have, you're the one with the chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Let it go. You know, but we don't let it go when it's um, an issue to do with somebody that is Jewish, for example. Um, you know, that we've had, I think there's been reports that says, so for example, the Labour, the Labour Party was accused of being an anti-Semitic party. So they were, they that institution was anti-Semitic because two people made a comment, but this country has massive issues with race of, uh, of people of dark skin, darker hue, um, but yet we can brush that one under the carpet. Mm. This feels, um, it's disappointing, it's ridiculous. Um, don't make sense to me. Yeah, I think for me, I'm I'm fearful. Mm. I'm fearful because I, I I get I get the I get the ignorant racists. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They they're easy to spot. Like they might not be the brightest, you know, spark, but they're easy. Mm. They're easy enough to spot. You know. Yeah. Um. However. Those are the ones that get protected should something go wrong. Yeah. Mm. So, for example, if it's a police officer that's doing something that's incorrect, um, is racist, uh, it's kind of like a, an old boys network. So mm. he will get away with it. The, the, the person supporting him might not have the same views as such, but... I, I just don't see how there would be any kind of there's no it's weird I, I, I'm the reason why I'm scared is because let's say there is consequences for people being racist yeah right mm. you lose your job yeah uh, mm. okay so I'm racist now uh, let me not say it in public so that way they don't catch me right yeah so what does that what does what's that telling you now like it it it, it doesn't mean racism is gone it just means it's no longer reported as yeah it goes underground yeah yeah so it in my mind i'm kind of like i i i don't know like i don't know what the solution is and ignorance is yeah ignorance is, is rife like 
Mm-hmm. When will it stop? When will the level of ignorance, you know, um, just cease and desist? I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. So I, I think mm-hmm. really and truly, we just need our our own thing, like our own. Like I always think back to um, Tulsa, where mm-hmm. we had an area with black businesses, um, with hospitals, with schools. Uh, taxi services they had um, bus service like we just had our own thing where we just didn't have to rely on any other race for anything they mm. hated it so much that they had to burn the place down yeah. I, I, I can't see until we have something like that how we could get any kind of justice unless we have enough power in politics yeah, yeah. because but well, uh, but I guess the cons- not not within the cabinet, but the Conservative Party does have black people from that party. Um, some of them are quite high up, and you also got an Asian woman that's quite high up in Pretty Patel. Um, do these people not reflect your views? <laughs> um, they they don't appeal to me. They don't. Why? There's nothing that I've ever heard Pretty say that's ever been convincing, that's ever made me think she has the best thoughts of my people in in mind. Um, apart from lip service, um, I think the ability to uh, formulate sentences that can allow you to kind of look like you're doing something, but nothing's really happening. It's kind of like, um, yeah, I understand. I understand what you're going through and we're going to try our best to resolve it. It's like, it's like, it's like someone's come and said to me, like someone said to me, oh, as, as um, took my sandwich and I, and I own the shop, like as come and took my sandwich. I'd be like, no, we didn't. But if you don't like it, you can go somewhere else. So I've not, I've not, resolved anything I've just made sure that you have gone with a nice sandwich so we don't own any kind of institution like that and that's that's what we're up against we're up against institutions where if you go say this police officer is racist yeah and he treated me unfairly so once once that gets reported who does it get reported to is it an external kind of ombudsman no it's all internal so there would be no repercussions there would be no results but if and if there was i don't know if there would be the kind of results that we would like so i i i I don't the only the only other thing i was thinking of you know when we had black pound day yeah if we was taking our money out of certain things and be like actually you know what our money have to stay with with, within our own communities kind of thing then Mm. that's when things would be heard that's when they'll be like, oh, oh no, yeah. we, we we can't be losing the yeah now now it's affecting our pockets because that's that's really what businesses know about. They know about finances and money and you know that that kind of thing. So yeah, definitely. I mean, because I know um, when when you had the, um, the it wasn't a bus strike, but in when Martin Luther King organized like a 
in light of what happened with um, Rosa Parks, that it was like a, a, a bus strike and people started using their own cars. They were, it was like, like they started carpooling um, and had their own black bus services running, which were making, which were profitable companies, by the way. Um, the only reason they made the changes and allowed black people to ride those services was because they were losing a lot of money. Um, but even then, the black people were still happy to take second best. Like we were still happy to ride at, at the front, at the, um, the back mm. of the bus, yeah, uh, and um, and not just be able to ride the bus normal, normally. Um, so we, we we allowed, we gave up what was working for us to conform because I think sometimes what has been frustrating is that despite everything that's happened to us as a people we're very quick to conform because we just we come in peace yeah. innit? we don't want to really we ain't got time for it we're trying to just live our life and earn and get a like a bread to, to, to give to our mm-hmm. kids but but it feels it feels like that hasn't worked for us because they just const- continuously take a bite of us and um even if we're at the bottom of the pile, they'll just keep beating us if we try to come up for it. Um, So, you know, it's frustrating and it's disappointing that our own people that know this will still go around and say, well, actually, it's all right. We we need to stop complaining now and just get on with it. Um, And I I hear that maybe complaining is not the way to... um, to get what you want, action is needed. Um, but yeah, I think um, the Black Crown Day was a very good initiative. I liked what it, 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 it stood for and what it could do for our community in the long term. Um, you know, but then the flip side to it is when people like Anthony Joshua stands up and says, yeah, you know what, I'm feeling that we need to be putting more money within our communities. Then the other side will say, "Well, you guys are racist because you're actually about talking about spending your money in your community. What's that about? You know." So we, it's almost like we can't we can't win. Yeah. Um, well, I, well, the truth is they don't want us of to. Of course. The bottom line. I think uh-huh. I think it's quite. I think if I didn't want us as a people to um, to prosper, and I had. Mm. The, the means to do it is I think it will be relatively easy because I just make us argue amongst ourselves disagree mm. amongst ourselves um, mm-hmm. fight against ourselves and yeah. you only need to control the media to do that kind of thing you control the police um, structure it's mm-hmm. it's not it's not even complicated it's yeah, yeah. It's it's um it's relatively easy to do those those kind of things. Like once you're in a position of power, when people just believe media for whatever mm. they they are producing or sending out, or so yeah, it is frustrating. It is frustrating, I think, because how how long are we going to have to have this conversation? How long are we going to have to have these talks? How long are we going to have to go for all of this nonsense? Just, just to, 
just to break even. Mm. Yeah, it does. It does at times feel very. Um, yeah, it's disheartening and it, it's it's draining because you know we don't want. As I said, we're just trying to live. We've got better things to do. We, we've got families that we want to support, and that's what we want to crack on with, you know. But then, you know, when a black mother is three times more likely to die in hospital care in childbirth than her white counterparts, that tells you something is wrong of the way that black women are being treated or being mistreated in hospital. Actually, my partner mentioned this the other day, actually, when, to me. Was thinking about mm. this, like when we had our last child, um, she was reflecting yeah. and she said, Okay, I, I'm gonna need some, some gas and air, like you know, it's I'm trying to feel the pains. And the mm. response was kind of, You're gonna, you'll be all right for the time being, you'll be all right, we'll, we'll get a little later. So it was mm. kind of like there was, they had this kind of stereotype where kind of thought in the back of their head. That ah, oh, she'll be all right. She's she, she's strong. Where how do you mm. how can you determine someone else's pain when they're telling you I, I'm in pain? Exactly. Because my wife, my wife also um, had an experience with our second child, whereby um, and it was part of her birthing plan as well. That you know she's in um, a threshold of pain. If she's beyond the threshold of pain that she's not comfortable with. She wants to be administered mm-hmm. gas and air. She got to that pain. She believed she was at that point. And and it was turned down. It was like they kind of just fobbed her off and, and talked around it. Um, again, they were, their health thing was, oh, you're okay. You know, your body's your body's doing what it's supposed to be doing at this point. But, you know, um, having our second child, my wife is 10 years older than when we mm-hmm. had our first child. If the woman is in pain, she deserves to get what she's asking for. Um, you know, and I don't know, to, to think that because, like, I, I didn't want to think that way then. Oh, it's because she's black. They're not giving her the, the, the pain relief. And if she was a white woman, perhaps they would have done, you know, because to me, that's, that's a disgusting, um, nasty way to think that our healthcare would treat our women. But the facts show, the, 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 the facts are out there, that a black black women are three times more likely to die yeah. in childbirth than white women. And we already know that, you know, um, black people um, are more likely to be arrested and jailed for the same crime as a white person. Um, I think it's like five times more likely that black person be it's about 10 times more likely that black person will be stopped in search. So, you know, the statistics are out there just to prove that there is um, institutions that behave in a racist mm-hmm. manner. You know, um, so again, I just find it, it bewilders me that they can turn around and say, well, actually, these institutions don't have any sign of racism. It's all these other things. Because what they said, and they try to be smart with the word. They didn't say racism doesn't exist. They said it is definitely there, but it's not within these institutions. It's more individualized. Mm. Which, you know, um, 
because you'll find because the way the institution is a black police officer is going to follow the blue code because the institution teaches him that he needs to stand beside his counterpart his mm-hmm. his colleagues over a race so that's why sometimes you'll find that a black police officer might be even more um, aggressive to his own because he has to prove to his peers that yep. he's one of them you know but that's that again is a systematic thing um, yeah uh, it's dis- it was disappointing that's how I felt yeah and I think yeah in conclusion to your to your question I think that for that report to say that there is no institutional racism it's just indicative of the times and I think it's a slap in the face to to, to black people um, and it's extremely insensitive to the traumas that black people are enduring um, because of these institutions um, and I, I fear as to when will we actually see change yeah, I mean, I guess I've always heard people say this, that, you know, um, slavery and colonization and oppression has lasted, is a 400-year journey, and it's probably going to take the same length of time to revert the damage mm. that has been done, you know? So it's not something that um, we're going to see in this generation. Um, it's, we're talking about a few generations, really, our kids, 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 that maybe they will live in a, in a better world if the world is still here because you know we also got other fights like global warming and climate change um and you know this according to scientists with climate change the world might not be here in a hundred years so that's another problem altogether for for another episode but um yeah um yeah it's gonna take time and it, i think if um, reports like this keep coming out, then it just pushes that time back because it means that, oh, you know what? It's cool. We don't even yeah. have to have this conversation. Let's just go back and chill. I think the positive that I take from it is the young generation um, seem to have, because, and this is, this is, you know, a lot of our, um, our conversations as two old <laughs> middle-aged men, um, is about the, the negatives of social media. But one of the positives of social media is that young people can use those platforms to air yeah. their opinions and to share their and to share to come together and to to come together for a cause that they think is going to better um, the, their generation and the generations to come. You know, I've seen people from all races back the Black Lives Matter. You know, those statues that were pulled down during those races weren't pulled down by black people. Um, you know, a lot of the, um, most of the people that was on those protests were, were white and young people, mm-hmm. young white people. Um, you know, even when you go back to the Brexit vote and there was a lot of racial connotations as to why people vote the way they voted. You know, 
there were, of course there's going to be people that voted because they thought that Britain economically would be better outside of the um, EU and then you're going to have those that felt well no we'll be stronger um, together with our European counterparts to to go on and be this strong European um, union um, but most of those that voted to stay were young people you know the problem that they faced is that over 50% well 50% of this country is over 60 hence why now we're seeing this whole COVID jab thing and they said half the nation has been jabbed and half the nation is above 50 um, so when you look at the maths like that it's like okay whoa um, and you know you would like to think that when this older generation goes a lot of the racist views and um, uh way of thinking go with it because it's really old people that feed that shit down to the young people and they learn it and carry on and we just need to get rid of this virus because it is a virus racism is is a disease um but and you need to chop it off in the head so you know them old people just <laughs> chop them off you know, cut them like, off take it take it and murder them <laughs> so you know that's that's my view on it uh, yeah, I think I, I think I agree with that. I think um, mm. it is a virus, and it's and sometimes it's kind of indoctrined into into the younger generation. So until it's like I don't know, that means you have to mm. wait until each generation just gradually, gradually forgets about it, um, and we all become. I don't know, happy as Larry, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it is something that uh, I'm, I'm interested to see. And sometimes I do look at my children and I'm like, boy, I, I'm not sure I'm happy with having brought them into this world. Because I can see that there's going to be some struggles, there's going to be some pain. Uh, what have I let them in for? Mm, yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, I've heard this before over the over the years. Um, where parents say, um, you know, they're scared to have kids in this time because of the world that we live in. Um, I think the only thing I can say to that is, I'm sure every generation has said that. You know, whether it's those that were born during slavery, those that were born during war times, um, those were born during like civil rights movements, and um, you know, the in, in, in terms of UK history, the mangrove nine and um, the racial tensions that they had here in Ooh. the 50s and 60s. Um, I think every generation has thought, you know what, is this the kind of world to bring up kids? Um, and and somehow we get through it. Because I think one thing that um, black people are is we're very resilient people. Because if you if you look at our historical timeline after we've been taken away from the motherland, we've gone through shit that I don't think any other race could have survived. But we're, mm-hmm. we're still here, you know. And you and, and you got to think not only just the um, 
physical and mental things that we went through. But most of the um, Native Americans were wiped out because they were given blankets with smallpox, you know. But yet, we didn't die in those numbers, you know. And I, I just think with everything that we've gone through, viruses, shooting, killing, lynching, all the trauma that we have as a people we're still able to be here and smiling and get on with it and I think that in itself is what creates fear amongst the people that don't want us hit because we're, hmm. we're like terminate <laughs> you know how good that we're like we're cockroaches <laughs> yeah you don't want to say that because they might start calling us <laughs> It's true, isn't it? You can't win. <laughs> mm. Yeah, man. <laughs> can't win. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of our episode of the Blackfoot Show. Tell the people then where you can find yes, us. Yes, I. Janua Star, you can catch the item on Instagram, the Blackfoot Show. You can catch us on Twitter, The Black Thought Show. You can catch us on Spotify, The Black Thought Show. Comment, subscribe, let us know your thoughts. Um, if you'd like to join us, we're more than welcome to have you. Um, let's keep it clean, you know? Let's keep it clean. We like that clean. Um, for any topic, you know, uh, we just. We just give our opinion and, and our thoughts and hopefully you know somebody might be able to learn something that they didn't know before and even us indeed but thank you for joining us yeah. my name is yeah. the remarkable one and i'm right. here with As thank you very much for joining us until the next episode hey! Hey!